0: Welcome to the Crone Zone. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm a medium and psychic. In this podcast I'd like to talk to you about our guides and inspirers and the team of non-physical beings who work with us to help us to make the best use of our intuitive abilities guides sometimes seem like mysterious people a lot of people when setting out to discover their intuition uh, assume that guides just pop in straight away announce who they are and start to work with us but For me, at least, there was a very different process that was underway when I decided that I really did want to find out more about this thing that people called spirit beings. Some people call it the supernatural, the afterlife, ghosts. It comes in many different shapes and forms and names when people discuss the connections that they make with the non-physical beings. It can get confusing because people say they're channeling or they are giving the words of, or they're listening to, or they're seeing, and all sorts of different ways seem to pop up in which guides and inspirers work with individuals. So for me, It was really intriguing that the way that I started to make a relationship with my first guide was through tingles, feelings, sensations. Um, I'm very strongly clairsentient. I feel the touch of non-physical beings and I feel the feelings and emotions and thoughts of non-physical beings. So, working out from just a tingle how my guide was going to communicate with me was something that highly amused me and highly frustrated me in equal measures. However, we did work it through and we did get into a loop of communication. So much so that I began to understand and to sense my guide as a physical being near me or around me, which was interesting because my guide is definitely non-physical. I would feel his touch on my shoulder. I would feel him stroking my head if I was getting a bit fraught. He would tap my hand to say, Yes, if I asked for an answer to a question. He would uh, put his hand on my back when he wanted me to move forward, to recognise it was time to do things a little bit differently or to make changes in my life. The first guide who stepped forward, Wolf Running, was a, a beautiful soul who had been with me in past lives and he'd come in to be with me this whole life journey in order to make sure that somehow, somewhere, sometime I discovered my intuitive ability and could open my connection with him once more. That was really important to me that he was going to be there all of the time to help me with whatever I needed him to do for me. And he would guide me and he would make sure that I didn't steer myself wrong. So it was an important relationship to find and an important beginning to have to get to know one another just by sensation I couldn't hear his voice, the best I could see him was as maybe a a, a, a facing negative, uh, like looking at an old photograph, even then it wasn't very clear. I couldn't hear him, I wasn't yet functioning and open on those channels, so he had to work with me with what I'd got. And what he did do was give me an, an immense sense of love and surrounded me with the, the feeling of his presence. Um, it's hard to describe sometimes when this happens in this way, but it's like putting on a beautiful warm cloak. Um, his energy came in and surrounded me particularly to help me to pick myself up and do the things I really needed to do to progress one of the first questions that I did want to ask him was his name down here we go by names up there it's energy not names you know who someone is by their energy So he gave me a nickname. I didn't find out for two and a half years that he was wolf running. That was his real name, his name that I would have recognised him from immediately. And he didn't give me his name at first because he felt that he had had a big part to play in my death in the last life we were together. So he didn't want the relationship to get off on the wrong foot. It was very important if he was going to do what he promised me when I came into life to guide me and look after me and support me. It was very important that I accepted him and he was worried that his energy signal, if I recognised it immediately and got his name and everything, that I would reject him. So we had to work through that too. A bit like people meeting again after a long time and having to re-establish who they now are and what their life is now about. But it was worth the effort. He was very patient when I was impatient. I was very patient when he was impatient because he has a character He has a personality. He has his own flaws that even as a guide he is working on. And when we learned to relate to each other in a different way than we had in the past life, we could bring forward the karmic forgiveness that was necessary to help us to work this life through in harmony with one another and that's what was important bringing harmony to this relationship so that he could help me through the experiences I needed to have in order to understand what intuition and mediumship was all about however he did have to leave me or at least step back a little way to make room for other guides to come in and I was very lucky to have made a solid relationship with him because I could trust the guides who came in so much more because I knew that I was being protected from connections with guides who would not be the best that were on offer and sometimes people wonder about that they say, well, all your guides, all your guides should surely be better, more advanced, more uh, spiritual than you. And actually, that's not really the case. Guides are on a learning curve too. Some guides are brand new. I've worked with a handful of them, somehow. (laughs) The team supervisor thought I was a bit of a challenge for them. (laughs) And maybe I could teach them a thing or two. (laughs) Sometimes you get a guide whose personality doesn't gel with you. I've had a few of them as well, where there's a, a point to the relationship, but it's a practical working point. It's like a colleague or a professional relationship. Not everybody you work with is going to be your buzz and buddy and i certainly have had a few who've challenged my assumptions challenged my prejudices and my judgments and that's all part of the process of working with guides to expand your team to take on more guides to help you with a wider range of things that you can do and I guess that reached its fulfilment in a way uh, with my art because I've been guided by many different artist guides in my time as a, as a painter. I didn't expect to be. I went back to painting because the current guide had said this is something creative for you to do and I was just looking for a creative outlet knowing that I was being pushed out of my comfort zone because I hadn't painted for such a long time, and then finding that what appeared in my artwork was the energy that these non-physical beings were including in it and the techniques and styles that I half-recognised. And that was really interesting because it made me understand even more that guides like to have a life they're not guiding us out of some sort of self-sacrifice and um uh, idea that they they maybe didn't do things well in their lives and then now they've got to help us because you know they didn't get it right last time they guide us because they want to enjoy the things that they enjoyed while they were here if if they're spirit guides Of course, angels and dragons and star beings came in throughout and they're a different um, uh, purpose. But the guides who are from the spirit world are here to enjoy reconnecting with aspects of their life that they felt they were good at. And that's to our benefit because it means that we haven't lost their skills and abilities. We haven't lost the journey that they made in their life to achieve their wisdom. It's still there. It's still accessible if we happen to be guided by someone who has been an artist or a a potter or a weaver or an engineer. It's been it's been part of their hard-won expertise and they want to share it. So that really prompted some thinking for me about why the guides choose to work with us. I also know that I was approached by non-physical beings who definitely weren't the guides I needed. It's sad but it needs to be acknowledged that we do have some energy vibrations that are stuck. We have some guides or people who present themselves beings who present themselves as guides who are not of the highest vibration. And one of the issues for gatekeeper guides is how to get their charge the person they're looking after, through the process of lower vibrational energy to the point where higher vibrational energy guides can come in. And that's a tough one because it's very easy when you meet guides to get confused about who they are, what they're about, and get confused about who's speaking in your head. Who's communicating with you? What are their intentions? It's a stage everyone must go through. It's like any human physical face-to-face relationship. There are people's energies that we will click with straight away. And there are other people's energies that we will feel are a little bit off or not quite right for us. We may even find that they're quite negative towards us, and we have to make a choice. Is a relationship, a friendship or anything worth it if the other person is not giving a good and positive vibe and doing good and positive stuff towards you? This is one of the issues for our young people who are exposed to all sorts of energy sources and struggle sometimes to find the light and the bright and the highest vibrations. But we can help them to understand that it is okay not to accept a friendship with someone who hasn't got the right energy. And this is what we have to do in the journey into mediumship into using our intuition for the greater good we have to start looking at who is contacting us who is communicating with us and what are they communicating to us it's not always the positive and gentle experience it should be and that's because we've managed to connect but we've connected with lower vibrational beings one of the types of lower vibrational being we can connect with is grounded spirits. Unfortunately, some people do not return to the light. They're too frightened. They've been told that they'll be judged. They'll be told that they'll be sent to a place where they'll be in agony for eternity. I'm sure I wouldn't want to go to hell. It doesn't sound like my kind of place. So understandably, some spirits fear their transition and they end up hanging around the earth, like waiting to see if it's okay to go. But they need a life. They need a connection. So they try and connect with people. They try and connect with people who are opening up their intuition. They try to become the new best friend, the guide of someone. But their purpose isn't to guide. Their purpose is to keep that person in low vibrational energy. Because the grounded spirit can then have a life. Can feel attached to life again in some way. Can feed off the low vibrational energy and keep themselves in a state of some kind of life. I do work with my guides to help those who are stuck in this way and grounded to transition through into the light. It's very beautiful when it happens because they finally realise that there isn't that hellfire damnation waiting for them, what there is, is redemption and an opportunity to look at how things have been in their life and make reparation. However, until they do that, they may present themselves as a guide So, if you are developing intuition, the thing you first need to develop is a very strong sense of what you will accept and what you won't accept. A very strong sense of prove it, give me evidence, confirm it. Boundaries, grounded spirits, don't respect boundaries. (laughs) In my experience, they do everything they can to get round people's boundaries. And so, you have to have a firm set of principles to work by when you are practicing your intuition. And that's the key, that you do it of your own free will choice when you want to do it. All the highest and brightest the vibrational guides who are the right kind of guides will respect your free will choice will respect when you say no i don't want to do that right now will never tell you to do something that is going to harm you in any way will never put you in a position of embarrassing you or bullying you or telling you they know better guides don't know better in one sense because you have to make your own free will choices about how you use your intuition and where you take it to not everybody needs to be a medium maybe not everybody wants to be a medium um the good guides are the ones who respect that this is your life And that you have to live it the way that is right for you. Grounded spirits don't take that on board. They just want a relationship of any kind. And alongside them, there are another group of energy beings. These are the energy beings that have never come from the light. They've never been human beings these are what some people would call entities, they are thought forms, they are the conscious manifestation of all of the hate, fear, anger and lower vibrations, they've become conscious, our own energy has created them and they can't go to the light. I do a lot of work with trying to help them to release them because they live in a constant flux of of low vibrational energy that's painful for them. But again, they want a life and their life is lived through us. They want us to feed them the energy that they need to keep that life alive. So when they work with you, they want you to be fearful. They want you to feel helpless and powerless. They want you to feel like they're in charge and that you have to do what they say. It's very controlling. And any good teacher of intuition and mediumship should be very alert for any student, anyone who's finding out about intuition that they understand the need to protect their energy and to make sure that they don't give these lodgers house room in their head. And there's the most difficult part. I'm often asked, how do you know the difference between it's being you and it's, it's a guide? Well, I know the difference now because I've learned the hard way. I've had to listen to what my head says And then I've had to decide whether I agreed with it or not. And I've had to work through my own understanding of what's in me that might attract these grounded spirits or the entity people. Uh, They live on the astral plane and I work on the astral plane. So I have to know who I'm speaking to, and that they are genuinely of a higher vibration. In the end, it boils down to just a gut feeling. A guide who might say to me, oh, do this, it'll be good for you. And I might have to say, no, it won't. I'm not going to do it. A guide who might try and tell me that I'm special and that I've got some miraculous mission to do and I have to say prove it give me evidence if that's what you want me to do then please confirm it show me give me the signs that I need so that I can trust you completely and I have to recognise that it's my responsibility. Just like if that person was physically in in front of me. Do I want that person in my energy? Do I want that person, that being, to have a status as someone who can advise me if I'm not going to be absolutely sure that the advice is kind and benevolent and positive. That's where meeting my gatekeeper really helped. Making a relationship with an energy being who absolutely, clearly explained who he was, what he was doing, why we were connected and allowed me to say no. That was very important. As I worked to raise my vibration past the guides who would not be useful, not be good for me. Um, That was a key thing to help me through. So for anybody who is wanting to open up their intuition and wanting to explore their mediumistic connections to find out about the other um, energy beings, please do it. You will get an enormous amount of joy from the connections you can make. You'll get support and love without measure. But as you do it, be wise. Remember that not every being, even the human ones, is nice. Not every being comes with no agenda. Not every being is who they pretend or say or lead you to believe they are. Be ready to test and be ready to... Take what's said and think about it very carefully. Weigh it up. Does it sound right? Does it feel right? Most of all, if you're not sure, ask for help to check this out. Ask for the help of the loved ones you have in spirit because they will try and get messages to you to tell you, yes, it's okay, no, it isn't. In fact, they may even work with you. One of my guides turned out to be my mum. So, think about what you ask for with your guides. Think about what they tell you and give you in return. And be that very wise, slightly distrustful person who knows that good relationships are built on truth and honesty. When you connect with a genuine guide, you will feel it, know it, sense it, absolutely. It will feel right, but you must still test it out. That's the only way to be sure, and the only way to make that connection to the highest and brightest. So, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the journey to connect with your guides.